Hey all the Morbid Download listeners and welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm here with Sue Skinner today and she's going to be talking to us about her condition and how it's affected her life and how she's progressed and how she's still finding like everyday challenges to move forward and raising awareness of the charities that she does uh, promotional work for. Uh, so say hi Sue. Hi everybody. Uh, so Sue, tell us what your condition is. Hydrocephalus. It's fluid on the brain. Um, it affects three different things. It affects your gait, um, it's a form of dementia, and it affects your walking. Um, okay, so it affects all the way, like uh, cognitive behaviour yeah. and, and thinking-wise. So how has it affected you in the past, if we look back? When, how did you get first get diagnosed with it? Numbness down the side of my face. Yeah. Um, I went to the hospital... Um, they took my wisdom teeth out, believe it or not. No. Um, that what, didn't... Because they thought it was that? Yeah, sort of thing. yeah, yeah. Numbness. And then I got trigeminal neuralgia, um, which they didn't link with anything either. And then on my walking... I started to trip, um, and then I started to get a lot of numbness down the side of my face. Um, and then they referred me through to neurology, who then referred me through to a neurosurgeon, who asked for an MRI scan. The MRI scan was done and it showed I'd got really, really enlarged ventricles. Um, and at the time it was at Burton Hospital and he wanted to put two shunts in, uh, which scared the, scared me to death. And did you know what shunts were? No. no. I didn't know what hydrocephalus was. No. Exactly. I hadn't got a clue what hydrocephalus was. So I've got three young children I was petrified. So I refused shunting and over the next few years my walking got worse the incontinence kicked in, which I didn't know was part of NPH. Um, so what's NPH? Just because. NPH is normal pressure hydrocephalus. It's the rare form of it. You don't get NPH until you're in your 60s. It's really, really rare to get it at my age. I was 29 when I was diagnosed with it. Um, a lot of people who, who are in dementia care homes, if they had an MRI scan, they could find they have... NPH, and if they were shunted, then it would re- it'd reverse it. Because that condition does get uh, misdiagnosed quite a bit, doesn't it? Quite, yeah, different things. all the time. Yeah, my, my friend's dad um, has been treated for Parkinson's for quite a few years. Um, he fell, he hit his head on the curb. They took him in and gave him an MRI scan to check his brain, and he got NPH, uh, not Parkinson's. Mm. So he's now off all Parkinson's medication. He's had a shunt fitted in which will then take the fluid from the brain the excess fluid into the brain down into the abdomen so how do you perform a shunt is it how does it work the, the shunt is like a drain it, it's a drain actually um it's like oh, a winding in of a yeah i can't i'm trying to think of the um it was an author i can't think of his name who actually invented the shunt it was because his son rolled out his son was diagnosed with hydrocephalus and he he invent, he came up with a shunt, um, many 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 years ago, obviously. Uh, but it, what it actually does is it drains the excess fluid from the brain, and I've got a line that goes all the way down my chest, down into my abdomen, um, and that just disperses. But I do think other people have got them that go to the heart and different things as well. So yeah, okay. So you you talked about how it affected you. When did it get to its worst point? Because eventually you did have a shunt, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I should have been shunted <coughs> when I was 
at 29 really um, but because I was so petrified nobody my doctor didn't even know what hydrocephalus was mm. um, finding information about it I don't know was really really hard I came across Shine who's a charity that supports me um, I can't remember now how I came across them but without them I don't actually think I'd be here now because I was in a really dark place really dark place my walking had got a lot worse. I was in a wheelchair on, on and off. Um, my incontinence was just horrendous. I couldn't go out of the house. Um, I was a teacher, I had to give that up because I couldn't remember children's names. I couldn't sequence, I couldn't do the planning. I basically couldn't function at all. Um, it, was too, it just got too hard for me. Um, and how did that affect you psychologically, like thinking at that time heavy. that you had to give everything up? heavy depression. Mm. I grieved for my job for nearly two years. Um, I was under the doctor, under a, I'm under a psychiatrist. Um, hydrocephalus is not just, <coughs> it's not just about having what you've got, it's what it creates and causes because it's an invisible condition that nobody knows how it affects you. Mm. And it's really hard to live with because even some days I'll go to put on a kettle and I just can't figure it out how to put it on. Mm. Does anybody, you know when you've told people, does anybody ever go, well, you look fine? All the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time they'll go. And in fact, yes, I've got a certain person I can think of that, <laughs> that sort of says to me, um, well, there's nothing wrong with you. Come on, yeah. come on, you can come out walking or whatever. Nothing wrong with you. But they don't understand. until, And then I'll just turn around and say, you know what? You want to live a life in my head and then tell me I can do it. Mm. Because it causes insomnia, it causes restless leg, it causes IBS. I've got chronic anxiety due to it, so I don't I don't go out very often. And if I do, I've usually got somebody with me because I'll get lost. Even though I've lived here thirty six years, I can get to the roundabout down the road and I won't know where I am. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was coming to yourself um, when I did my GP referral. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up on Morrison's petrol pumps. Yeah, coming from the, the session. Yeah, and we live at petrol station, mm. which then brings on the acute anxiety, and that just leads to the hydrocephalus getting worse. And then, because you, you know you have a bad experience, and then it sort of grows, doesn't it? Because you think, well, what if it happens again? What oh, if it? it yeah, it just it just might it just blows everything out completely, mm. and then it brings on all the symptoms. I mean, when I was shunted, I'd gone in hospital, um, I was shunted at 39 in the end, and I actually begged my neurosurgeon to do it. Yeah. He put me on an emergency list because I'd, it wasn't until I was in my late 30s I realised incontinence was down to the hydrocephalus. Yeah. So I thought it was just something that was happening to me that I, I was spiralling out of control. Yeah. Um, and then I begged him to shunt me and he got me in as an emergency. I went in in a wheelchair with full incontinence, um, anxiety, depression, and three days later, after having my shunt put in, I walked out that hospital without a chair. I had no incontinence, and I just wouldn't get in the car. I kept walking around, around the car, and it was the only time we rained. Yeah. No, it was amazing. No, my son, <laughs> yeah, my son cried when he saw me because he couldn't believe I could walk. Yeah, and that, obviously it has a massive <laughs> toll because everybody always talks about the individual, and obviously it's very hard now. But actually. For family members seeing it and being around it all the time is a massive... Absolutely yeah. huge. Abs Chloe, from the age of 13, did everything for me. Yeah. Everything. Um, she did the ironing, the washing. She used to... I used to sit on the floor and I, I had no core. I'd got no strength in my core, so she used to sit and hold me up at the back. 
because mm. I couldn't sit up on my own so she'd hold my back to hold me up um, but the effects it's had on us as a family is, is massive yeah yeah it is because I've not been able to do anything for them I couldn't cook I couldn't iron I couldn't do your normal mumsy things yeah which was really really hard yeah but she's making up for it now yeah yeah, yeah. That's not fair, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon that's had an impact on the career that she went into? I personally, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Now she's a nurse. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think it's had an impact. She first of all went into a care home. Um, and then she cared for my dad as well. Um, yeah, I think it has had, I think it mm. has had an impact on what she's gone into. Yeah. Definitely. And obviously you're still very proud, though, aren't you? Oh, very. Yeah, yeah very. Uh, in, She's not, you know, she's not got that compassion with me anymore. No, I bet she hasn't got any patience with me now. It's like, you're fine now, Mum. Yeah. I, I hate finding your blooming nurse's uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Should I do it on the own one day? Would you hey get back. that? Hey, <laughs> uh, Obviously, you do some work for Shine. You've done some promotional yeah, work yeah, for Shine and yeah. stuff, haven't you? So, yeah. uh, I run their she- Facebook group. Oh, you run it, do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm one of the admin mm-hmm. on the Facebook group with, with um, another another um, peer who's got um, spine bifida I believe yeah. I might be wrong because the charity does that as well doesn't it yes so. the, the two linked together hydrocephalus and spine bifida are linked together but you can get them separately as well yeah but most uh, I'm saying most a lot of people with SB have got hydrocephalus yeah so yeah I've been on that for oh over 11 years now I've been doing that yeah. and I've done I've done radio interview raising awareness and yeah. I just wanted to get it out there because it like, is hard, isn't it, to get yeah, it out there? it is, but there's people out there that have been diagnosed, mis- misdiagnosed with the wrong thing, yeah. and if they had a shunt, they could have the success rate that I've had. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, you've mm-hmm. you've done talking in front of royalty as well, haven't you? I so. have, but I can't remember it was. <laughs> <laughs> Real important <laughs> member there. <laughs> but she, they were so interested in the condition, yeah, that yeah. was in Peterborough Cathedral. Yeah. That was scary. Because obviously that, that's quite hard for you, isn't it? Because whoever you mentioned to, they, they haven't got a clue what you're on about. No, they haven't. Um, so you have to go through all the bumps of sort of letting them, telling them what it is. and But they, they were really, really interested. Yeah. They were really good. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, you you know, going on holidays yeah. and stuff like that was always a... I always have to have a letter because I can't go through passport controls. Yeah. Um, I can't go near anything magnetic can't have a magnetic tin opener in my house uh, that's another reason I had to give up teaching because I can't use the magnets I can't yeah. go near anything because it what it'll reset my shunt okay which would could actually put me right back in a wheelchair or worse it could kill me yeah and you're still keeping quite active though aren't you now oh yeah still moving yeah. and do you think that's because you did end up in a wheelchair at one point so then you took every opportunity to try and definitely definitely um i've always been really active anyway yeah um but it it was it how i can only describe it it as a big 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 black cloud that i lived in for five six seven years and now i just think every day is a new day and it's just like just live life to the full yeah absolutely i walk walk with a friend every day up to five miles i walk my pooch in the morning who who actually is impossible to walk but you have to walk him <laughs> try and walk him three miles every morning so and then during the day I'm always doing something yeah I've got a lot of new hobbies what are they 
I'm, I've gone like sewing, yeah. um, crocheting, I'm just doing a baby blanket. Yeah. So it helps with coordination. Okay. Um, sewing's a bit of a challenge because mm. um, of memory. I can't remember anything. So mm. I drive Marion mad at Love Heart Home in Shep Shep, but there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you've had your shunt and everything. So what are your residual side effects that are left that you're still getting sort of thing because memory's one isn't it memory's huge yeah. memory's huge um, I try and write things down I use my phone I use my iPad to make notes but then I've forgotten where I've put them um, I forget where the notes are I forget where my iPad and my my, my, my phone are um, I've, my son's girlfriend's really good actually <laughs> um, well she, she, she actually is if I if I forget things, yeah. There again, it's a support network. Yeah, it is being surrounded by it, isn't yeah. it? So. Yeah, and I'm really lucky because we live at the business, so mm-hmm. there's people coming in and out all day. Yeah. So they'll always check up on me. That's not nice, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's needed, but it's nice. Yes, yeah. No, it is nice. Yeah. At least you know you're safe. Yeah. And what are your next steps? You know. Next steps. Well, a shunt isn't a cure. Um, and there is no cure let's say no we'll there is that. no cure um, MPH is life changing um, I have to take each day as it comes yeah because a shunt, the life of a shunt is five years roughly I've had mine ten and people have had them an awful lot longer which yeah. is very 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 lucky because there's quite a few out there and, and I can think of several little ones who have had five shunts within five weeks yeah so that's five brain operations within five weeks from the age of birth to one. Well, you've never let anything stop you, have you? That's the thing, because you're still trying to get out there and do stuff. Oh, God, know? no, I'm too determined. Mm, no, no, no that's too short. When, um, after I had my shunt, um, my, my membranes in my brain bled, um, and I, I fell. I still have frequent falls, and I had fallen. It's three months after my shunt to the day. Um, I got out of bed and I fell, and I hurt my ankle. And so I ended up at the doctor's. Um, I went in, it was in the winter, and I got my boot off. And I said, He said, I haven't seen you since you shunt. How, how's your head? I said, Well, my eyes are a bit sore. So he said, um, But I've come about my ankle, and he went, I need to check your eyes. But it's my ankle I've come about. Yeah. Um, and he looked in my eyes, and he gave me four hours to live. Really? I had a major bleed on the brain. Yeah. Um, due to the shunt was set too high. That is no fault of anybody's. When you shunt in somebody older, most people are shunted at birth with hydrocephalus, but when you shunt in somebody that's older, shunting pressure is very hard, and my shunt was too high, so it pulled my membranes and they'd all bled, Mm. so I had a massive, massive bleed on the brain, so I was straight off to Queen's Med, and even when I got there, I submitted to my ankle that hurt. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> really came in for this and that was it so I was bold one side <laughs> three months before and yeah. I was bold the other side three months after <laughs> uh, you also have fibromyalgia as well don't you so. that's a secondary to hydrocephalus yeah. yeah so is that related in the, the two uh, the, the time the, or not or? We, we don't know, don't think so it, it's just that I went to see a rheumatologist a few weeks ago and she said it's a secondary to hydrocephalus they say fibromyalgia is due to a shock an accident or a, an illness that you'll get this secondary to. But I've also started, um, the pain I've had with fibromyalgia has been pretty horrendous. It's mm. actually, the fatigue is unbelievable. And it has put me in bed up to three days and the, the pain as well. Gave me a dose of all sorts 
to try out. Because that's obviously another condition you can't see. No, you can't. <laughs> no, no, but my fingers and everything get so painful. But then I decided I'd start walking. And since I've started walking, I have had not one flare-up. Really? Yeah, that's I've good. not had one flare-up of fibromyalgia. Because it is advised, you know, with people with fibromyalgia, they should take up physical activity and keep mm. moving as much Rheumatologist as possible. Rheumatologist said that. Yeah. Mm. She was really, really good. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I started walking and I've literally had no flare-ups. I've been a bit sore now and again. Yeah. But nothing like Compared I was. Compared to what you had. No, I've had no fatigue. And the fatigue was the worst side of it. Because the worst part is that, because obviously the pain's there, you just, people just avoid doing it. I mean, because yeah. I've had fibromyalgia patients, and it's like, well, I don't want to end up in a wheelchair because I don't move or don't use anything. Mm. So the motivation's there to get going. It just depends if they want to go through that bit of a pain barrier. But like for yourself, mm. you know, you don't really feel it as much with being more active. It sort of subsides a bit. No, it, it's strange because before I started the walk-in, I could literally be in bed up to three days and the pain, I could cry with the pain. Mm. The pain was just, and, and I could be shopping. Um, I remember going shopping with mum and we were in the supermarket and it's how quick it comes on. Yeah. One minute you're fine and the next minute, and we literally had to leave everything and I had to come home because I just couldn't bear to walk around. I couldn't bear the pain. I, couldn't, I just couldn't bear to be in there. Um, but I've had none of that since I've started walking. Okay. And it's, it's amazing yeah. the difference it's done to my mind and I'm a big believer in mindfulness as well. So. Yeah, you practice mindfulness mm, as well. I do, yeah. And how have you found that? Love it, so. love it. And I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think it just clears your mind, it makes you, it puts you in a better place. Where did you learn about it? Was it just... Shepshed. Yeah? No, I went to Shepshed. It was, I can't remember now. It was something to do with like, similar to the National Health yeah. Scheme. Um, and... Who I can't remember where it came from, but I, I did a course there um, with two nurses, mm. two district nurses, and yeah, it was really, really good, really good. And since then, I've got an app on my phone that I'll use. Was that Headspace, or is it just a normal, a different app? Or? I've got Headspace, but I've also got, um, oh, I don't I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's another one that these two nurses had actually recorded their own. Okay, yeah. Um talking through yeah it, yeah talking through they've done like 10 sessions yeah which i tend to use okay that's good so yeah i've recommended that to a lot of people uh you also when you've done the work for shine you've also won an award there haven't you yeah volunteer of the year so so what do you do as a volunteering you run the facebook group do you raise money or is it just more no, awareness so yeah, you're that person say go on the radio station or well we used to have an advisor there that i used to do an awful lot of meetings with um we haven't had so many meetings since she's left but we used to go out and we used to get oh we could get up to 30 people um with the condition and with spina bifida um, I've been around to I've been to visit them at home for them because I've got MPH. Usually, people that are diagnosed with MPH will get in touch with Shine, and then they'll put them in touch with me, because they've got no idea what what's going on with them. So they'll that either their relatives or they'll come and speak to them themselves on the phone. Okay. So I can just reassure them that you know you you will be okay. You know they they're often scared about the operation because it's later in life. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's not. It's not like being from birth or. The results get more varied, don't mm, they? The yeah, get. a lot more varied. Yeah, but yeah. So I support support members. 
Um, I go to um, HQ, um, have meetings there. We've got a peer meeting in September where we'll we'll discuss how we can take it forward as far as volunteers go. Okay. So it's just all about really raising awareness. Yeah, and that's that is uh, going back to it. It's, that's the hardest thing around it, isn't it? Very. It's because it's not something that gets mainstreamed. Uh, no. recognition for it no twitter i do twitter yeah i tweet about hydrocephalus um what's your twitter handle yeah yeah <laughs> yeah is that a memory thing <laughs> that is oh, a no. definite yeah. memory thing i can't remember any of that but i'll have a quick look yeah. <laughs> no I, I i can't remember that um what's a handle is it it's your tag name oh. whatever your uh, tag name is at don't know. I just use it. Oh no, I can't. Can't read that one out. <laughs> cakes rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to make cakes. Yeah. Uh, prof- yeah, I used to make wedding cakes and things. So that's where that comes from. Okay, so you can always follow Sue on there if you want any information or get any uh, news about it. Uh, how helpful? How helpful was it to get diagnosed? Oh, relief. Yeah. It was relief because they thought I'd got motor neurons disease, yeah. um, which we all know how horrendous motor neurons is. Um, that was what all my symptoms were aiming at. So, so if you can visualise somebody with motor neurons disease, that's what I looked like before yeah. Shunten. The lack of limb use, I'd lost my core, I'd lost the use of my legs. Um, and my eyesight used to go up to 30 minutes at a time, I couldn't yeah. see anything, I'd just go totally blind. But I did know when that was going to happen. I got warnings. Um, restless leg. It's just, yeah. yeah. Is there any opportunities out there to like aid in your rehabilitation? Especially for what you've got. Because obviously you came to the exercise stuff yeah. with me. But that was through your uh, GP. And uh, got referred into that. But there's not many support groups locally. Obviously because Shine's a Peterborough-based charity. There's none. So. No, there's none. None whatsoever. So you still feel that you're um, on your own? It's very Do, lonely, yeah. very, very lonely to have. And that's another reason why I tend to go out to members locally, that, so that they're not on their own. Because yeah. I feel that my, my, my operation has, given, has been a huge success. Yeah. And it's enabling me to give something back. So by going out to visit members, it helps me and it helps them. Yeah. Um, but I know with MS, they've got local support groups. Um, Alzheimer's have got local support yeah. groups. Hydrocephalus, because it's not really heard of. There's no support groups. Yeah. Um, GP surgeries don't know anything about it. Um, I'm not going to say all GP surgeries know. <laughs> yeah. Just banned everybody in that correct, same basket. Correct there. myself there quick. Yeah. Um, but I know my GPs didn't know about hydrocephalus. Um, so yeah, it is one on its own. Yeah. And that thing, the misdiagnosis is quite hard, isn't it? Because they go, they'll think it's one thing, so then they'll treat you for that thing and then put you through all the tests, but it could be something completely different. Like my friend's dad, who was being treated for Parkinson's. Yeah. And like I said, until he fell over and banged his head, now he's got a shunt and he's not on any Parkinson's medication. Yeah. And how is he now? Is he... He's okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Yeah. He's, 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 he's never going to make a full recovery because it's gone too yeah. long. That my the reason I had such brain damage is because if I'd have been shunted at the age of twenty seven when they wanted to shunt me, yeah, I probably wouldn't have had the brain damage I've got now, which is your memory, your cognitive skills. Um, but 
there was no information. I didn't, you know, you, you're told at 27 you need brain surgery. Yeah. With no explanations, no information. I've got three small children. I was, I was, I was petrified. Yeah. Absolutely petrified. So for, so for people that have got hydrocephalus, is that pronounced right? Hydrocephalus. Yeah. I struggle. <laughs> uh, it's only the third time that I've pronounced it right. <laughs> uh, all, all fibromyalgia, you know, if you give a, a, a tip for each one, what would you what would you recommend to them? How do you mo- keep moving forward? Because obviously you have some really dark days. Very, we'll very, call it very, dark. Very dark. Very dark. Yeah, extremely. I'm still under a psychiatrist. Yeah. I'm still under psychology, neuropsychology. Um, in fact, do you know I'm under most? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bit of everything yeah. going on. So what would you be your tips for people? My that tips? Are, yeah. Um, stay positive. Yeah. That is one, the main, that would be my yeah. main one. And that's the hardest one, isn't it? Stay positive. Was your family quite positive around you all the time? And Do you know what? Because it went on for so many years, when I think 27 to 30, 39, yeah. um, I think they just got used to me. I'd fall over and, and one of my sons would shout, Dad, Mum's flapping on the floor again. <laughs> so it became a bit of a humorous thing. Because if I hadn't... Because it was the norm. Yeah, it had become the normal mm. for me to be so ill. Um, and the incontinence was the worst side of it for me. Yeah. You've gone from not having anything like that to being totally normal to nearly 30. to being hit with this incontinence when you can't go out of the house because of it. And yeah. that, I think that's what put me into such a dark place. But then, having been shunted, that's completely gone. It's, it's just like, all your Christmases have come together. It's just like a miracle. Yeah. Um, but uh, positivity, keep active. Yeah, as much as possible. And get a hobby. What, just to draw focus? Yeah, yeah, just to draw focus. Or meet people. <laughs> I know, everything. Everything. Draw focus, meet people, um, get yourself out. Yeah. Um, and also, the internet. That's now, some people part. say avoid the internet with anything to do with medical conditions. No, not looking at medical conditions. Yeah, because obviously there's a few horror stories on there, isn't there? Yeah, don't, 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 don't do Google. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't do Google. Google, don't go and look at them. And don't have a nurse in the house like my daughter. You <laughs> ask her about a medical condition and she gives you the horror story. Like she did the other day. <laughs> but no, the internet... She must have some funny stories as well. Oh, she's got, yes, yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, get yourself on Facebook... Um, I know some people don't like it, but just watch what you're doing on it. Yeah. But it. But it the thing is, it's social media, isn't it? So it's meant to be social and trying to connect people with people. But you're not alone then. Mm. Join groups that are positive for you. When I first got diagnosed, I, I looked on Facebook for hydrocephalus groups. And I joined everyone I could find, as you can imagine, because I just wanted the information. Yeah. But then you realise these some of these groups aren't good for you. Yeah. Because all they're doing is moaning or, or they're, they're, they're seeing the dark side. They want somebody to listen, don't they? Yes, which is fine. I mean, we're all different. Yeah. But for me, I needed something more positive. So I started my own group. Yeah. And I ran my own group for many, many years. Um, I had people from America on it, all over yeah. the country. Um, What's the name of that group? Hydros Unite. Okay. Um, and then I became involved with Shine. So that helped it for me it's helped me to be able to help other people. Yeah. That's where I found it's helped me. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? And that's the whole point of social media is connecting people that you would never come in contact with. And it's not feeling alone or isolated because there's always someone out there that with the similar or same condition mm-hmm. as you. Definitely, but... Yeah. And you've made loads of friends for it, haven't you? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've made an awful lot of friends. And, and I, I go and visit them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of these friends that I have made have got spina bifida as well and they can't drive. No. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to still be able to drive. So I, I tend to go to them. Yeah. Uh, that's it for today. So thanks for coming in, Sue. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you want to get in touch with Sue, you can either do it through Hydros Unite, uh, through the group if you search for it on Facebook. Otherwise, we've talked about Cakes Rock on Twitter that you can find her on. Uh, obviously, you can contact Shine through their pages, which is a, uh, a more well-known uh, charity that are based in Peterborough. Uh, hope you have a great day. You know, Stay with a positive vibe. Keep moving forwards. Uh, and obviously lend a helping hand to anybody that's out there that may need it you know do something nice for somebody else Uh, go and volunteer at a care home go and volunteer at the hospital or anything like that have a great day guys see you later